0: These Boston Bruins are out here making more history than Napoleon, setting the single-season points record. We're going to talk about last night's win over the Washington Capitals, as well as discuss how to avoid becoming the 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things Spoked B. Today is Wednesday, April 12th. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20% off, $20 off, sorry, your first purchase. On today's episode, we are going to talk about last night's win over the Washington Capitals, the seventh player award, and how to avoid becoming the 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. Quick reminder that you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. The Bruins expanding their chapter in the history books with the win last night, their 64th of the season, hitting 133 points, surpassing the 1976-77 Montreal Canadiens for most points in a single season in league history. I've got Canadiens fans in my mentions grumbling about the fact that there were ties back in the day, The loser point in today's NHL, somebody has to win every game, blah, blah, blah. It's still an amazing feat for the Boston Bruins. And head coach Jim Montgomery said it's nice to break the record for points. The Montreal team that we surpassed only played 80 games. 63 wins in 80 games is a bit more significant, but it's a good year I care more that we're playing the right way, end quote, is what he said. Now, again, if you look at the all-time point percentage, tells a different story in terms of uh, standings, all-time records, etc., etc. But you can't deny that it's a significant feat. Jim Montgomery grew up in Montreal, so he is privy to the significance of the points record he grew up watching those teams play all the time and it was a dominant squad in Montreal back in the day obviously but in today's NHL it's so much different and you know the Boston Bruins setting this points record remains a significant achievement if you look at Point percentage, the Boston Bruins back in 1929-30 ranked first at 875. It was only a 44-game season back then. Montreal Canadiens in 43-44 had an 830-point percentage. Those Canadians from 76-77 had an 825-point percentage, 132 points in 80 games. The Bruins right there at 821 And that is well beyond what the Chicago Blackhawks achieved in the 2013 shortened season. They were the best team in the shootout era to date. Boston, well ahead of that mark set by the Chicago Blackhawks a decade ago. One team that, of course, went on to win the Stanley Cup. Jim Montgomery said that he has heard from uh, former Bruin, or sorry, former Canadians head coach Scotty Bowman, as well as Tampa Bay Lightning coach John Cooper. After Boston broke the NHL's all-time wins record on Sunday, Bowman was the coach of the 95-96 Red Wings. Cooper coached the 2019 Lightning, both 262 wins. We'll talk about that team more specifically here coming up. Uh, elite company that John Montgomery is in, certainly on his way to a Jack Adams trophy. The Bruins do have one regular season game remaining in Montreal, and um, they can pad their totals with another win to end the season. Brad Marchand, was on this podcast about a month ago saying that they didn't care about the president's trophy. These records not on the radar last night after the game, he said it's something they are proud of. They have set their sights on it. The last little while after they kind of locked up the president's trophy, they needed something to play for, for the remainder of the season. It's a goal they wanted to accomplish. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it is an incredible accomplishment, and they're very proud of the group and what they've been able to accomplish. He said, quote, With the history of this league, how many good teams there's been, it's special, and it's something down the road we'll be more proud of. We're happy about it right now, don't get me wrong, but it's a regular season record. Playoffs start and everything starts over again. There's going to be 16 teams that have the same goal in mind. Marshawn continued, what we've accomplished so far has no bearing on that. We're going to park it. We have another big game here in a couple days. And it's our last opportunity to get ready before playoffs. That's part of why we've been good this year. We park each day and we worry about the next one and just keep building. It's great to get it. it. Speaks a lot about our group that we've been ready to play each and every night. We have something much bigger that we're building for, end quote. Now, last night as well, Linus Allmark made history by registering his 40th win of the season, tying Pete Peters for the most in Bruins history, the fastest goalie in history to achieve the feat, having done so in his 49th game of the season. Previous record was held by Braden Holtby, who got 40 wins in 52 games back in 2015-16. Allmark did leave the game with some muscle tightness. Just a precaution, and he's going to be fine, according to head coach Jim Montgomery. A couple other things to mention. Uh... Two assists last night for David Pasternak became the second player in Bruins history with 60 goals and 50 assists in a single season, joining Phil Esposito. Connor McDavid is the only player in the NHL to record that feat this season. The last season to feature two players hitting those marks was back in 95-96, Mario Lemieux and Yaramir Yager doing it as members of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Boston scored two goals on the power play, which is encouraging. Brad Marchand scored his 21st, uh, ending a lengthy goal drought. So hopefully that's a good sign as the playoffs draw near. And uh, Tyler Bertuzzi whacking home a goal as well on the man advantage. Hopefully he can keep it going and uh, be a big factor in the postseason. Speaking of the postseason, starts next week. The Boston Bruins, again, their ultimate goal is to win the Stanley Cup. And I got a mailbag question last night about how to avoid becoming the next 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, which is Game Time. Now, game time is the best place to go to get tickets for your next event. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the ticket and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, what have you. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Just download the game time app, create an account, and use locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply again. Just create an account and redeem. Code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. All right. So, whenever people mention history made by the Bruins this season, a lot of people say, well, look back at 2019, Tampa Bay Lightning. It guarantees nothing. And it's true. The 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning were swept in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. How can Boston avoid such a fate? Well, there's a couple things to consider. First of all, I don't think they care about that one little bit. You heard Marshawn talking earlier saying, They're taking it one day at a time. They're setting goals for themselves. They're not coasting into the playoffs. They saw what Tampa did a couple years ago and wanted to beat that. They're not going to um, take the postseason lightly. They benefited from Tampa's loss in 2019 They went on to play those same Columbus Blue Jackets, beat them handily, and advanced all the way to the Stanley Cup Final, where they lost in Game 7. So they know the sting of losing in the playoffs. It's fresh. They lost to the Chicago Blackhawks team that I referred to earlier, that had the best point percentage in the shootout era before the Bruins. Eclipse them this season so they know a the sting of defeat they felt it in 2019 they felt it in 2013 they know that the best team in the league can go on and win the stanley cup as happened in 2019 or 2013 rather and they know that you can come in as the top seed and lose in the first round And the Bruins benefited from that, advanced in 2019, and still lost in game seven on home ice. So they have that history to draw on. If you look at this season compared to 2018, 2019, the Lightning that year finished with 128 points, a plus 103 goal differential. Columbus finished with 98 points a plus 26 goal differential. So that, by my math, is a 30-point difference between the two clubs. If you look at this season, the Bruins have 133 points, a plus 127 goal differential. And while the second wildcard team has yet to be decided, the New York Islanders can max out at 93 points, Pittsburgh, at 92. So that is a 40-point difference. So there's a bigger gap between Boston and their first-round opponent than there was in 2019 between Tampa and Columbus. If Pittsburgh somehow manages to squeak in, they might have a even zero-goal differential. Islanders at plus 19. That Columbus team was actually pretty good. Artemi Panarin with 11 points in five, uh, sorry, 11 points in 10 games. That playoff stretch, they had Matt Duchesne with 10 points in 10 games. Seth Jones, nine points in 10 games. Cam Atkinson, Zach Wierenski. Oliver Bjorkstrand, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Nick Foligno, and then Sergey Bobrovsky with a 925 point percentage. He could be an X-factor for the Panthers, but he hasn't even been playing lately. It's been Alex Leon that they've been relying on. I mentioned Nick Foligno because I think his leadership is important for this Bruins team. He was part of that Blue Jackets group that beat the Lightning then went on to lose to the Bruins in the second round. He doesn't have a Stanley Cup to his name, and you can bet your bottom dollar, to keep it family-friendly, that he'll be in the room if he's not healthy yet, if he's not on the ice, reminding this team of the opportunity that lies before them. He did it at the Winter Classic go back, watch that speech, see how fired up he was about winning that outdoor game. They were behind heading into the third period. He was super vocal saying, look at this opportunity you have in front of you. Don't let it slip away. And then we all know what happened. Jake DeBrusque went out there and scored a couple goals to get the win. The leadership group that they have in the room, I mean, I don't know if you can get any tighter than that, if you can get any better than the leadership group they have in there right now. I've said it before on the podcast, everydayers will know. To doubt these Bruins is to doubt Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Charlie McAvoy, David Pasternak, Nick Foligno. You have a guy, Pavel Zaka, who's just proving people wrong night in and night out. We'll talk about him here in a moment. I don't think for one second that this leadership group is going to allow this team to get complacent for one second. And I'm not worried about them becoming the 2019 Lightning. I'm looking forward to them becoming the 2013 Blackhawks and taking that regular season dominance all the way to a Stanley Cup victory. Coming up, oh, excuse me little voice crack there. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the 7th Man Award. Look ahead to tomorrow's game. Take a quick look at the playoff picture. I want to thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button and become an everyday listener. Oh, apologies again for that voice crack. We have uh, some colds going around our house. I got hit by the sore throat last night, but we power on here. And we talk about Pavel Zaka receiving the seventh player award as selected by a fan vote online at Nesson.com. Presented to the Bruin who exceeded expectations of Bruins fans during the season. The award was presented to Zaka by Jack Edwards prior to last night's game. The 26 year old has played in 80 games this season, setting new career highs with 21 goals, 36 assists, for 57 points. He's now appeared in all 81 games after last night's appearance. Didn't record a point last year, but he is fourth in scoring on the Bruins. One point ahead of David Krejci, albeit with 11 more games played, but still very impressive. Um, Jake DeBrusque likely would have been up there as well if he had remained healthy, but still not to take anything away from Zaka. He has been a brilliant acquisition. He's second on the team and even strength points with 48, tied for third on the team. In overall scoring, well, he was prior to last night's game. Bergeron now one point ahead of him. Marchand 66 points. Pasternak well ahead with 111 points. His first season with the Bruins, he was acquired via trade by Don Sweeney in exchange for Eric Howla and just an unbelievable acquisition there for Don Sweeney. He had somewhat um, not met expectations in New Jersey, had fallen out of favor. Uh, They decided to move on, much to Boston's benefit. In addition to the 7th Player Award trophy, Zaka received $5,000 to donate to the charity of his choice. He chose the Greater Boston Food Bank, uh, which uh, was a nice gesture there. Past recipients included Jeremy Swayman, Charlie Coyle, Charlie McAvoy, David Posternock, and Brad Marchand. Again, you can't understate the addition of Pavel Zaka to this lineup, and he has fit in so well playing on the Checkmates line. He's been playing second line center in Krejci's absence as of late. And while I would like to see Bertuzzi and Pasternak remain together, perhaps they bump Zaka down to the third line or bump Bertuzzi down to the third line. This is another reason why I believe in these Bruins. Their depth is just ridiculous. You can have Hall, coil Bertuzzi on the third line or Zaka, coil. Hall on the third line, and, and Hall looked very good last night in his second game back from injury. He had a lot of pep in his step. Um, that depth for the Bruins is unbelievable up front and on the blue line, and even in net with two fide starting goalies. So that ultimately is why I believe in these Bruins. Unparalleled depth and leadership and Just overall regular season dominance that will, I believe, carry on into the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, again, like I mentioned, Pittsburgh blowing an opportunity to get back in the thick of things last night. All they had to do was win out against Columbus and Chicago. They lost to Chicago last night. And now we'll need some help in order to advance. Islanders need to lose. Against Montreal, Pittsburgh needs to beat Columbus. Florida punching their ticket last night with um, did they win last night? Either way, they're in because Pittsburgh lost. So Florida in the first wild card spot at the moment. Islanders, Penguins duking it out, and uh, hopefully the Penguins can make it in because they would be a much easier out than the Islanders. Ilya Sorokin kind of scares me but again i'm not worried at all about whoever they're going to play in the first round that's it for today's episode my friends thank you so much for making locked on bruins part of your day become an everyday by subscribing never missing a thing tomorrow we'll preview the season finale against the canadians do our final cup check of the season and bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on the locked on podcast network your team every single day.